1: Home improvement has never been this much fun.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show. Danny Lipford here, along with my buddy Joe Truini, and... Yes, you're at the right place for the most practical, realistic, and current home improvement information you'll find anywhere. We're going to have a lot of fun and pack a lot of different information that I guarantee you can use at your house right away. One kind of unique question that we're going to be dealing with is, can you convert a storm cellar into a sauna? Uh, That's an interesting one. I look forward to digging into that a little bit. And also, is it possible to insulate your home by simply Painting the exterior, that type of question has been around for quite a few years. We're going to give you our take on that particular thing. Some weatherizing tips, emails, and of course, Joe, what about that simple solution coming up right around the corner?
2: Well, as the weather's getting colder, more and more people might be using their fireplace or wood-burning fireplace. I have a quick tip on how to safely cut and chop kindling.
0: Oh, good. Yeah, let's be safe this winter. There's always those stories that you hear about with people getting the little too ambitious with uh, chainsaws and axes and that kind of thing. Right, so let's exactly. be real safe with all of that, especially when you're doing a fire. Hey, we want to hear from you on anything that's uh, on your mind concerning home improvement in your home. You can send us an email anytime at today's slash ask, or you can pick up the phone 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and call the Today's Homeowner hotline, 800-946-4420. We really appreciate all the great calls and emails we got this week, and we're going to get to as many of them as we possibly can. Another thing we wanted to share with you, um, Joe and I have a few ideas to kind of brighten up a dark home because, you know, wintertime, you're going to be spending a lot more time in there. I hear people talk about, I'm just, you know, so gloomy in my house. is so dark. So we thought we would share with you a few things along those lines. And Joe, one of the things uh, starts off in talking about don't overdress your windows. And that makes sense to put too much fabric, too much there that blocks that sun from coming into the house and heating it up.
2: Yeah. Because, you know, if you have these, what they call overdressed windows, meaning putting on really thick, almost um, light blocking curtain shades, drapery, Mm -hmm. anything like that. In the summer, maybe that's good if you're trying to block some of the heat from the sun. But now you want to either leave them open and of course, if you leave them open, they say, well, what about the cold air blowing in? Well, if you have really good windows, that probably shouldn't be an issue. But, yeah, either open them up or you can put in, you know, some that are a little um, more sheer. So the sunlight mm-hmm. still right. comes in. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it was about, what was it, about a month ago, Danny, we set the clocks back. So it's particularly right. dark this time of
0: year. Exactly, exactly. Also, uh, look at those exterior doors you have, particularly those, uh, uh, say, the back door of your home or side door of the home. Uh, if it doesn't have a, a, a any glass in it or very little glass, consider changing it out to a door that has a lot of glass in it so that it can really provide you um, a lot of the natural light in there. And Joe, another one is just keep the old windows clean.
2: Yeah, well, come winter, you know, most people clean windows in the spring and maybe once more, twice more. But yeah, this is the time of year to do that. And there's lots of ways to do it without getting on a ladder, even if you have a second story house. You might remember this, Danny, a long time ago, I shot a simple solution where I took a 10 foot long piece of PVC pipe and I put a squeegee in the end of it. Mm -hmm. And then with a garden hose, and that's, you know, you can reach up. Now, this is assuming you can't do it from the inside. I mean, most of my, I replaced all the windows in our home and um, they tilt in, which of course Mm -hmm. Makes them a lot easier to clean. But if you don't have that option, then yeah, there are ways to reach windows. But yeah, keep them clean. You hose them down and just wipe them quickly with a squeegee, and you'll be surprised. And of course, take the screens out for anyone that leaves screens in, because screens definitely block light.
0: Well, of course, if you have windows, it's easy to get light in a room. But if you're in a hallway, an interior hallway or a particular room that you don't have a window, what do you do? Well, I have installed a number of the light tunnels or solar tubes that are, you know, 8 inches, 10 inches, 12 inches. That's just Mm -hmm. a a funnel that comes down or a tube that comes down. And, Joe, those are fairly easy to install. But, man, can it ever make a difference in illuminating some of those areas that previously might have been a little dark?
2: Yeah, they're kind of like a round skylight, but a lot easier to install, a lot more affordable to buy. And this tube that Danny was talking about, the interior is lined with a special... Um, metal that's super reflective i think it reflects like 99.9 percent of the light coming in and i've heard that in some cases people have put these like in a small powder room and when they leave they flip the light switch and they realize <laughs> they think that's the right. light switch is broken well there is no light switch <laughs> it just means the sun is out yeah that's a pretty quick way and, and i've seen them down like you said hallways and um you know th- you see them in the commercial buildings all the time because you know usually people are working at during the day and it's closed at night. So Mm -hmm. it's a great way to get light in without using any electricity.
0: Another tip is to be very strategic with all of your lamps and light fixtures. You know, there's a lot uh, about defining a room and really making a room look nice by lighting it properly, but you can kind of, you know, position those lights a certain way that can really help out the overall illumination of the room.
2: Yeah, the light designers say that the idea is to use multiple types of lights in one space to fill certain levels and certain spaces, like the corner of the room or the ceiling. And what you want to do is give a, a sort of a an overall glow, as opposed to a lot of bright lights that are just blasting down. Um, because you'd think, well, the more bright lights, the brighter it'll be. Yeah, but you don't want to feel like you're in an operating room, right? You don't want you want it to be a little more, a little softer, but still bright enough. And of course, depending on how many windows you have. During the day, at least, you'll, you'll have to you, know, you can reduce the number
0: of lights. You know, another one is, uh, you know, of course, is to pick a bright, reflective, light kind of paint color. You know, for years and years, the bone white was the thing. You might not want to go white, white. Bone white was slightly off from that. But still, it, um, you know, brightened up a room. And then over the last few years, the big, trendy color has been a very, very light gray. But any of those can help a lot. Just um, and, and what a difference a coat of paint can make in a room.
2: Yeah, well, isn't that the first thing they you say when you're going to um, uh, try to sell a house? Is paint the walls a neutral color and a slightly brighter color? No one wants those really dark. Typically, the darker the color, the smaller the room feels. I guess if you have a really giant dining room or something, you can paint it. You can paint it a dark color, but yeah, the light colors are definitely the way to go. And you know, you can always add um, recess lights or sconces or something to to illuminate the walls, which again will brighten up the space without. Like blasting light down on everybody that's in the room,
0: and and you know, have you ever walked into a house and said to yourself, "Hmm, what were these people thinking?" Or <laughs> or or you'd say that to yourself, like uh, like a burgundy wall, a yeah. forest green wall, what, what you know, a royal blue, like that dark royal blue. Yes, uh, man, I've seen that,
2: that, that on shows, those real estate shows where yeah. people are trying to sell a house, and like every room is painted a dark uh-huh. color.
0: Or you're like you they're going to come about and paint, gloomy and out yeah. of date and everything. Wow. Yeah. Now, you talk about, we talked about light. We talked about things like that. Don't underestimate what changing some of your bulbs out and to learn a little bit about the different color temperatures and what that'll do. A warmer light, a whiter light, all of those things can really set a mood in a room. So, switching out the bulbs, choosing the right bulbs, also extremely important. And, Joe, and of course, one thing that a lot of people have done in uh, dining rooms to try to make it larger is the installation of mirrors. Mirrors, it always right. works.
2: Yeah, yeah. Any reflective surface, and certainly mirrors is the best way to do. It. In fact, we hung uh, a pretty big mirror in our dining room for that exact reason. I think it's probably like three and a half by five or something. You wonder how do you hang a giant mirror like that because it's pretty heavy. What I use is a French cleat. If you don't know what that uh-huh. is, mm-hmm. you can look it up on Today'sHomeowner.com. You know, we've shown how to install those, but that does a great way to install any heavy object on the wall because you're not just hanging it from a you know wire or, or from a single nail.
0: And I can't tell you how many um, full uh, walls of mirrors that I've uh, removed over the years. Oh, yeah. Not an yeah. not s- easy project, not a safe project, especially when it's wall to wall and they'll usually have uh, mirror strips over the seams. That's right. So, yeah. I mean, you've got to be so careful. And matter of fact, a lot of times I, we would recommend homeowners not even Fool with that because that can shatter. It can it can hurt you really bad. Oh, so yeah, yeah. you have to be careful when you do that. And of course, if you want a really cool trick, um, check out the simple solution about removing mirrors from the wall by using a piano wire. That you take a, a piece of piano wire or anything similar to that, and just saw it back and forth to cut the mastic behind the mirror. Makes it a lot easier than actually breaking up the mirror. Well, we're just getting started here on today's homeowner radio. We really do have a lot of great information to share with you this week just like we do every week so you know what to do sit back and relax don't go anywhere you're listening to today's homeowner radio
3: Today's homeowner is brought to you by The Home Depot. How doers get more done.
0: And welcome back to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show. I want to say a special hello to a station up in Virginia, Forest, Virginia, WGMN AM 1240. Thank you so much for airing the Today's Homeowner Radio Show. We appreciate that. And we want to hear from you. If you're there in Virginia and you're wondering, about, you know, what can I do over to my home and what can I do before Christmas and what can I do? Well, give us a call and ask the question. 800 946 4420 is the Today's Homeowner hotline, or send us an email anytime, todayshomeowner.com slash ask. Right now, we're going to go right to Chad that's on the line right now. Chad, welcome to the show, and tell us what's going on around your house.
1: Hello. Good morning. How <laughs> good you morning. doing? My question is, um, I have this storm shelter. I mean, I, know, I know storm shelters are important, but I was wondering is it possible for me to be able to convert it into a sauna?
0: Okay. Um. Is it uh buried? Is this is this um above ground, below ground? Well, how's it constructed? It's below
1: ground. It's like in my basement.
0: It's in my basement. Oh, I got good. you. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um. So you have concrete walls or block walls around it? I assume. It's concrete walls. All right, uh, in there, when 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 you're in there, do you do you feel any moisture seeking in? Do you have any kind of moisture problems at all in there?
1: Uh, it's very minuscule, but
0: I just do. kind of damp, kind of damp feeling. Yes sir. yes, sir. Yeah. Well, the thing about it is, I mean, it's a very interesting question. I don't think we've ever had uh, one quite like that. And of course, uh, old old Joe's been to Finland and said in I the original. He he knows so much about it. He doesn't even pronounce it sauna. What well, How do you pronounce it, Fancy Joe?
2: I pronounce it the correct way. How do you oh. pronounce it, uh, Chad? The no one no one in the states pronounces it the way everyone else does. But it's called. They pronounce it as the correct pronunciation is sauna.
0: Which is sauna. a weird
2: way sauna. it sauna. Always, it makes Danny's shoulders go up when I say that. It kind of creeps him out a little bit. Let's take a <laughs> but, sauna. No thanks. That's, um, that's okay,
0: Chad. We can stick to the sauna pronunciation. Yeah, so well, sauna well, is well, fun. Well, we'll stick with sauna. They won't know what the heck we're talking about. But but you know, if you if you have concrete walls like that, you know, great insulating you know, insulator to sure. to to control that. So the, your challenge will be um making sure you go ahead and waterproof it. And a real simple way of doing that is something we've recommended and used an awful lot. Lot, is is um, G-U-G-L. That's what I was trying to think. Uh, U-G-L, oh, yeah. dry lock. And okay. it's available at Home Depot. It's available in latex now. So you can just clean the walls well, put um, two light coats of uh, the dry lock on it. And that's pretty, if you don't have uh, just minor problems and just a little bit of a, you know, um, dank feeling down there, then that should solve that. Now, what kind of door do you have going into this? Because that's going to be important.
2: I couldn't. I really couldn't tell you. Like, is it a wooden? Is it a wooden, is it a door, wooden or a steel door or a metal door no, downstairs? It's not a wooden door. It's not a
0: uh-huh. wooden door. Well, as long as it's sealed well, just like a good exterior door. Just, to, um, you know. Um, to keep the heat inside, then that will, you know, then that'll work just fine. You know, you do, you're talking about a lot of humidity here, so it does need to be something that will withstand um, that extreme humidity that you'll have by uh, creating that, which brings up the next part of it is creating uh, the heat and the moisture and the rocks and all of that. And Joe, that ventilation is going to be pretty important in here to be able to flip that switch on and get all of that hot, moist air out once you, you know, finished your session as you say.
2: Yeah, and just back at one step, Danny recommended using painting the walls with the uh the dry lock. And if the if it, if you so you'll have um access to the outside walls, I would paint those too, because of course to pick any moisture from the outside would pass through the wall. So you might as well protect both sides. But uh yeah, the, I assume there's electricity in this in this uh storm shelter. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Well, it's good it has power, but um, depending on the size, um, sauna heaters, electric sauna heaters come in different sizes based on the square footage. So you have to match the square footage of the space to the heater. You don't want one too small or too big. And of course, the bigger the heater, the more electricity it's going to draw. So the larger the electrical cable has to be. So you probably have 14 gauge going in there right now. So that might need to be replaced depending on the size of the heater. So just be aware of that. You don't want to put in a heater that... Um, you know, it's going to trip the breaker or, or burn out your, your cable. So that's the most important thing. And saunas are dry heat. And the only reason you have humidity in there is when you dump water on the hot rocks. And that is an amazing feeling. You just get completely engulfed. I When I came back from Finland, I built one in my home. That's why I know all about this. Um, so, yeah, you'd want, you know, no surface that has an exposed nail or staple or anything metal in there. Because you can imagine if you sit on it, you're going to get branded So that's the other thing. So you want nice, smooth wood, nothing with a lot of knots, nothing resin. I use cedar, but you can use any wood that's not free to build benches and um, a little, you have to put a little safety railing around this heater so no one bumps into it because it gets pretty hot. Um, and as far as ventilation, you don't actually have to ventilate the space to let the hot air out, but you do have to let fresh air in. And what I did is I just cut the door about in it short. So cold room air can come into the space, you know, just to let some air in. When I was in Finland, they invented the sauna. They had air coming in through the door, either through vents or through the bottom of the door. And then they had like an open vent somewhere else. So it could just drift out, um, but I don't, I don't have any air drifting out of mine, and it works fine. So all, all you need is the heater. Buy the heater and get the wood. That's basically it. Okay.
0: Thank you. Okay, Chad. Uh, uh, and, and, of course, going back to the short answer, yes, you can do it. It just takes a few steps to uh, make it conducive for that environment. But uh, I think it's a pretty cool project, and I guess you could still use it as a storm shelter while you're sitting there. That's right. Uh, you know, relaxing <laughs> in the heat. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, Chad. Well, best of luck to you on that and have a great weekend. It's a pretty interesting project. Of course, uh, when they
2: come to yeah. rescue him after a tornado or something, God forbid, they wonder why he's in a storm shelter wearing nothing but a little towel.
0: Yeah, no, but I, I do. guess. Yeah, Chad, so. Chad, get dressed. Get dressed before we take you, <laughs> take you off here. <laughs> and, and Chad
2: lives in Alabama and he has a basement. I didn't know yeah. that. I didn't know I that existed. That
0: yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, let's get right back to our emails here. Well, we got a lot of great emails. Love to get one from you. Today's homeowner.com slash ask. Mary in Athens, George is asking, Hey, we're looking to update the look of our red brick home. And we heard you and Joe talking about a special paint that's uh, made for brick. However, I didn't catch the name of the paint. Could you please repeat it? Thank you. I'll be listening. Okay. <laughs> we um, know
2: the paint, but we don't know how to pronounce it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mary, Mary, what we're talking about is something we have used a lot. And I'm a big fan of this. Let me, let me spell it for you first. R-O-M-A-B-I-O. Roma Bio is what? We think it is, but um, R-O-M-A-B-I-O. You can go online and find it and order it. Um, Very unique. Follow instructions on it. It's basically you're just clean, you know, uh, pressure wash the surface that you're going to coat, and you can start coating even before it's even completely dry, and then um, the ones we did is just one coat, and we sprayed it on, and then did a little brushing and so forth, but you can be just as successful using your roller, the proper size roller, and then um, it's really interesting. I mean, we've whitewashed a number of houses, and then, you know, um, sometimes people want a little bit of an exposed brick here and there, and we basically just handed the rag and a and a pair of gloves to the homeowner and say, here, <laughs> let your artistic uh, ways come about you here, and All just right. put a little, little off here a little. And it just really is a good look. The most important thing is this, uh, because it's a mineral paint, it allows the bricks to continue breathing. That's right. All yep. of these people that are out there painting these houses with two coats of paint. Give them a few years and drive back by that house and see the sheets of paint that will be peeling off and probably the mitigate, the um, mildew mitigation truck right out front uh, yeah. trying to get all the mildew out of the house because it will trap that moisture and you don't want to do that in a brick home.
2: Yeah, Mary, that's why we recommend this particular mineral paint um, because it does allow the, the bricks to breathe. As Danny said, that's the most important thing. And, you know, you're not concerned about it when painting almost any other surface, but with masonry, like brick, it, moisture is going to be passing through that brick, and as Danny said, it'll blister that paint right off of it if you don't use a mineral
0: paint. Yeah, Joe, I remember when that idea came to me. I said, Yes, know, that was amazing. We need, we need a mineral yeah. paint. We can't yeah. have just paint like that, so let me think this through and let me come up with a clever... Yeah, it was so it was a very uh, uh, in, enlightening day that I had that day. Yeah.
2: yeah. and then he realized when he researched it that it already existed. So yeah.
0: So. I, I, well, I realized I wasn't um, coming up with an idea; I was just reading something <laughs> online. So uh, <laughs> there okay. you go. Hey, we're going to take a short break. We've got a lot more to share with you, including uh, the the question: Is it possible to insulate your home by simply painting the exterior? We're going to dig into that and a whole lot more right here on today's Home the Radio. We'll be right back.
3: Today's Homeowner is brought to you by Pavestone, creating beautiful landscapes. And by Quickrete Cement and Concrete Products. It's what America's made of.
0: And welcome back to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show, where it's time for our Best New Product segment, Brought to you by the Home Depot, Outdoors get more done. You know, replacing countertops is where a lot of DIYers have to kind of give in and hire a pro. So Wilson Art has introduced a new engineered composite material that will allow you to do your own installation if you want to. Wilsonart Thinscape Performance Tops feature European-inspired thin profiles and are available in multiple designs that work with both contemporary and classic styles. Now, the material is durable, impact-resistant, shatterproof, and can be cut to size with standard carbide tip woodworking tools. Now, each panel has a square-edge profile on three sides and includes a four-inch backsplash. Plus, the stain-resistant surface requires no sealing, like stone countertop materials. So for more information on these Wilson Art Thinscape Performance Countertops, log on to Home Depot.com dot com. If you're looking to remodel your kitchen, it might be just what you need. You can check out your local Home Depot to find out what they have in stock. Who knows? You might have that new countertop in your kitchen before Christmas. Hey, right now we're going to head right back to the hotline. I want to get as many calls in as we can this week. We're talking to Chris from Illinois. Chris, welcome to the show and tell us what's going on at your house.
1: Thank you very much, Danny and Joe. Congratulations on your retirement. Uh, Well deserved. I'm I'm sorry to see you guys go, but uh, it's well-deserved, so well, congratulations. I, I thank
0: you. I appreciate that. It's an exciting time right around the corner here. <laughs>
1: yeah, very good. Uh, so my question is, I, I have a uh, 100-year-old uh, two-story brick house, and uh, in the wintertime, the the interior plaster walls get it extremely cold. And um, I've, I saw this product on Mike Holmes uh, had his show, sorry to talk about the competition no there no problem
0: no mike it's no problem
1: uh but uh, is a uh a cork thermal uh barrier paint uh it's uh VIPEC, and you know I, I don't know anything of uh, 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 what I researched but I I didn't know if you guys had any experience with uh with this, but it's exterior paint that goes over the brick and supposed to have an insulating factor, and uh, I just kind of wanted to get your guys' opinion on it.
2: You're referring to cork shield, is that right, Chris? uh, Yes. Yes, Cork it is. shield, yeah okay mm-hmm.
0: well it it's something that's been around a long time. I'll have to admit that I've never actually used it myself um of course you know over the years us having questions similar to this and you know doing a little research on it and so forth um I, I guess um in general, certainly it's not going to hurt there are some fairly good reviews out there even though when you're talking about product reviews you have to dig a little deeper because sometimes you know of course those are generated by um you know those that produce the product but um right. but, but um the the question i think i always get to is is it worth the money you know if you spend that money what is the ROI on it? And that's something we can't, um, you know, answer truthfully for you since we haven't used it and hadn't been right in the middle of it. But, but Joe, um, as we've talked about before, uh, this isn't a new product. It's been out there uh, quite a while.
2: Yeah, Chris, this has been out for a year, so it does it does indeed work, but like Danny said, and Cork Shield is made from cork and whatever other binders and color and, and pigments they put in it, um, but it's not really a paint. It's a thick coating that's sprayed on, and it's super durable, and cork itself has a natural material, of course, is, has great thermal qualities, it's fire-retardant, it's very durable, it's flexible, all the things you want in an exterior coating, Um and uh, it comes in 29 colors, I think. So you know, I'm sure you'll find one that will match. It has to be applied by a, by a, I think they call them a certified applicator or something like that. Right. And so right. you'll have to call the manufacturer and see if there's one in, in um, Illinois, because um, they, they ha- you'd have to hire them. Um, so yeah, I mean, but the, the bottom line is, okay, so it's, it's more energy efficient and it'll keep your house warmer than a coat of paint. But will you notice it? Like Danny said, if, to, right. if this is going to cost 10 times as much and going to lower your heating bill by $3, then what's the point? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, now, this is an old house, but I assume you have new double-pane windows, more modern double-pane yes. windows? Okay.
1: Yep. Uh, so you've replaced the windows, replaced and, the windows
2: and, you've caulked, you've done everything else, I suspect, right?
1: Correct. Um, you have insulation I,
2: I, in I, the I, walls or is this solid brick?
1: This, this is this is solid brick. A oh, brick, wow. So yeah. A, uh, you know, the little void space. And I, you know... I, I didn't know if there's ever a possibility of kind of filling that with insulation, uh, if that was another option. But I I've researched that and I haven't been able to find. Yeah, any, no, I don't think it could. Anybody yeah. that does anything like that. Yeah.
0: And now, what about your attic? Um, is your attic in in good shape as far as the level of insulation?
1: I could probably add more insulation up there. Um, it is, it is a floored attic, uh, so I you know the 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 space is not for for the insulation is not that thick, but We don't use it that often, and I thought about just laying insulation bats up there. You know, just roll out insulation. That's
2: an interesting question. Yeah. Well, we can tell you right now: if you have a floor down there, you definitely don't have enough insulation.
0: Because yeah. you need 14 to 16 inches and your joists obviously aren't going to be that deep. Yeah, even if you don't do 100% of your floored area, every single bit you do is the best money you're going to spend on the house as far as driving that energy bill down. So I would consider that if you're not using it and needing that for space, I would put um, roll out unfaced insulation right over everywhere you can. Make sure you don't block the vents on the side, your soffit vents allowing that fresh air in. And uh, right. well, you will notice a difference. I mean, not just the wintertime, but every day of the year, yeah, you'll right. be saving money on that. Okay. I will definitely do that. Well, Chris, thanks so much for those kind words and uh, certainly hope everything goes well around your house. We'll be on the air for four more weeks. So if we can help you uh, out, just, uh, <laughs> just, just just let us know. But we, we, we truly appreciate you listening. Well, thank you very much. All righty. Thank you but you know um we we always talk about it you know insulation and i mean it's it's a it's not a real sexy project you know i mean it's right. not fun to scoot up into an attic and things like that but the gratification comes with the minute you roll down that first piece of insulation the the your power bill is going right down you know and and there's a lot of things that's driving your power bill up these days including the cost of electricity and cost of gas and everything seems to be spiraling but um boy that insulation and and look for some of the deals there's always deals that you'll see that people are running on insulation whether you do it yourself or whatever and as we always say you don't have to do it all at one time Uh, whatever you do will help you in that um in that step to a more energy efficient home.
2: And it is relatively affordable. You know, the price of everything else has gone up. And while the price of insulation has increased, it's not out of the reach of most homeowners, Mm -hmm. especially if you could do it yourself. You know, we're not, you know, if you have trouble climbing a ladder or, or, you know, the stairs going up into your attic, then you'll have to hire someone. But, yeah, it's a pretty affordable DIY project, and you will notice the change immediately.
0: Now speaking of driving that heating bill down We have some great weatherization tips On how to really lock in that envelope of your home When we come back You're listening to today's Home on Radio We'll be right back
3: Today's homeowner is brought to you by Wizard Screen Solutions. Find out more at wizardscreens.com.
0: You know, there's a lot of things that you can do around your house to improve the look of it. Uh, That's a lot of fun. That's instant gratification. But boy, when you can do something, uh, a project that keeps saving you money each and every day of the year, then uh, that really is uh, kind of a different gratification you can really realize over the years. And, and a lot of people don't realize little small steps are the way to do it. We talk about sealing the envelope of your home. And one of the ways that you can do that is really look closely at your doors. You may even kind of, you know, get on the floor and look underneath that door and you might be surprised how much space is there, which allows that cold air in and your expensive heated air right on out of there so what we would suggest is um look into the duck brand max strength self-adhesive rubber door bottom it provides a real simple way to block out drafts and prevent think about it insects water dust debris all of that that can invade your home by that simple little area below and, and joe this is a it's kind of cool because all you really have to do is just cut this the width of the door Right, and you, know, you can cut it with scissors, cut it with a razor knife, you know. And uh, you don't have you get, to
2: screw it in place either, right?
0: No, you just yeah. peel the peel the strip off. Sometimes I just take my little electric chainsaw and go nip <laughs> like that, and no, I don't. Don't do it with a the chainsaw. Danny dislikes
2: his electric <laughs> chainsaw. You should have seen him at Thanksgiving.
0: Whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that turkey went all over the place. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> we, uh, but but anyway, this. I mean, it's so simple. You just you, and you can go to duckbrand.com and find out um, all about this and see a lot of the other products that they have that are very inexpensive, very do-it-yourself friendly. And, you know, with, with this particular door, um, the, the door bottom that's a, it's just self-adhesive. So all you're doing is cutting it to the width of the door, attach it with the peel-and-stick adhesive for the year-round protection that'll prevent air loss under your doors. Again, you might go, well, how much effect can that possibly have? But how many doors do you have in your house? Exterior right. doors, yeah. two, three, four, whatever. Look at them closely, see what you can do to tighten that main thoroughfare up in order to close it in it's uh it, it always works though Joe when you when you do those just those little things all of a sudden at some point you realize hey my power bill just went down 25 bucks and right. i just and I spent eight
2: yeah right. and when you're doing that also check the rest of the weather stripping around the door the door jam up the, both sides and across the top because that's just as important
0: that's right hey let's get to some emails here and we'd love to get one from you today's homeowner.com slash asked. This came in from Larry in Georgia. We're converting our two-car garage into a family room, and I'd like to install vinyl plank flooring over the concrete slab. However, the slab is very wavy, pitted, and uneven. What's the best way to level the surface for the new vinyl flooring? Well, Larry, you definitely need to level it up probably more than you might realize, because take it from me, I've installed one before after I sanded and thought this was just great, and not very much, but a little bit of the little, um, the little areas that weren't perfect on the slab start kind of transferring up through. And even though it's very minor in my case, it's still something I wish I'd done a little bit better. So, grinding the floor down is one option by renting that uh, pretty aggressive things with the rocks on the bottom that just grinds the concrete down. That helps sometimes, but I'll bet you're going to end up needing some floor leveling compound. I would head over to custombuildingproducts.com and check out um, all of the floor leveling and particularly, which I think is a magic formula, Joe, the self-leveling le- self yep. compound.
2: Yeah, the one that Danny's referring to, it's called the Level Quick Uh level quick RS and the RS stands for rapid setting, which is great. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to wait days for this thing. to. This is self-leveling underlayment. I think they call it basically it's just a super thin cement that you pour out. Um, But there's a key step that a lot of people um, don't do Danny and in custom building products does recommend priming the surface first. And in fact, they make a, a primer. It's called level. I think it's just called level quick primer. And the idea is you pour that out and uh, prior, you pr- you roll that out prior to pouring out the quick, the level quick, um, the underlayment. So, um, so prime it first because that it, that allows that thin layer of cement to adhere to the old slab.
0: Hey, coming up is going to be simple solution time. Joe, go ahead and uh, you can just whisper it if you want to. But just tell us what we might anticipate in just a bit. I don't
2: think I need to whisper it exactly. Uh, Yeah, uh, this time of year, people might be, uh, you know, burning wood in their fireplaces, which always starts with a little crumpled up newspaper and some kindling. But chopping kindling can be a little dangerous unless you know this simple solution, which is coming up next.
0: Oh, that sounds great. And, and we do want to um, really, you know, emphasize uh, the safety aspect of things. I mean, it's fun to go grab that wood and throw it in there, but hey, let's make sure that fireplace is ready for a roaring fire. You know, the damper needs to be open. Have you had it uh, cleaned and inspected within the last couple of years? If not, I would get on the phone as soon as possible, just so that they can go and use their technology, their cameras, their experience to see if there's any potential danger in that fireplace. You'll feel a lot better when you cranking up that roaring fire on those cold days that it's operating the way it's supposed to so as i said simple solution coming up next don't go anywhere you're listening to today's homeowner radio
3: Today's homeowner is brought to you by Duck Brand Weatherization Products.
0: And welcome back to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show. Right at the end of this hour, but plenty of time for my buddy Joe to share with us yet another ingenious, simple solution. Take it away, Joe.
2: Thank you. You don't even know what I'm going to say, and you're ready.
0: I know what I, but I have it. have ingenious. Yeah, thank and you. I have well, confidence you. in you, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs)
2: All right. Chopping kindling with an axe can be dangerous because, of course, you've got to hold the board or the log with one hand while chopping it with the other. So here's a much safer, simple solution. First, cut a one by two or one by three, some narrow board. Cut it about 16 inches long. Then measure about one and a half inches from one end and drill an eighth inch diameter hole straight through the end of the board. And that will just allow you to drive in a screw, a one and a quarter inch or one and five eighth inch drywall screw through there. And the reason you drill the hole first is if you're just driving the screw, you'll probably split this board because it's relatively narrow. But in any case, so what you end up with is a stick with a pointed screw tip sticking out from the underside of it. And now you can use that to hold the log or the board or wherever it is you're chopping at the kindling. So you set the screw on top of it, and you use the flat end of the axe just to tap the screw head. You don't have to drive it all the way, but just tap it enough so it holds the board. So now you can safely chop the kindling while holding the end of the stick with your hand well away from that danger zone where the axe is coming down. That's a quick and easy way to chop kindling and come away with all 10 digits.
0: (laughs) Boy, you hear that all the time. People get a little, you know, aggressive. Maybe they're out and, you know, it's it's cold and they're trying to get it all done. Get in a hurry. And that's what happens, which brings up a little story. Uh, This is one of those little stories. It's kind of funny, but it's not really. But. It's kind of funny to me. Anyway, it depends on how Sounds you look it. Sounds like it happened
2: that. to somebody else. Go ahead. Well,
0: exactly. So uh, <laughs> years and years ago when I, was, when I was a kid, I probably was, I don't know, six or seven. And we had right. a little stump outside um, our house, uh, the old uh, pine tree that had gotten cut down. It was a perfect place to chop kindling up. So my right. dad would have a few logs there and he'd have his axe there. And, you know, I mean, yeah, you shouldn't have an axe laying around when you got a bunch of uh, wild kids like me running around. <laughs> so I had a, my neighborhood friend, I said, hey, look, um, I, I want to chop up a bunch of this kindling so here's what you do you place the kindling and i'll and i'll (laughs) I'll cut it you place it and i'll cut it so we were going jop bam i mean we were making such good time we had a pile of kindling we kept going and it oh oh sorry bob um (laughs) i I hit bob in the head with the axe in the head (laughs) yeah that sounds bad and uh it was kind of alarming to him with the blood running down the side of his face and yeah, things like yeah. that. Uh, he was still conscious. So, I mean, it wasn't that bad. So anyway, <laughs> so we, we got him to the doctor, you know, and uh, they put the staples in it and that kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, so he, you know, he was okay. He didn't like his head being shaved in order to do that, that kind oh, of thing. Right, I said, I'm yeah. sorry as much as I can still today, <laughs> 50 years later, or 60 years later. Hey, Bob, I'm sorry about that. But, um, but anyway, so fast forward many, many years and I was at a convention one time and I, I had seen him a little bit over the years and, you know, on Facebook, I saw where he became a new realtor in Miami Beach. And so I was in Miami Beach at a convention. I was kind of holed up in the hotel there for a little while. I didn't really have time to get with him. I just kind of killing time. So I Googled him and yes, there's an announcement that he joins this real estate company. Click here for his photos.
2: Uh Did he well, have the cl- axe still sticking out of his head? No,
0: but I, I clicked <laughs> on it. And over the years, um, he had lost all of his hair. And there he was in his uh, coat and tie for his real estate photo <laughs> picture and everything. And I clicked on that thing. And here's this predominant scar right on the front of that. <laughs> oh, and, I, and I said again. I'm sorry, Bob. I'm sorry, but it it did make me chuckle just a little bit. I mean, it, and it, you know, took me back to that moment that, uh, yeah. So, you know, he really hadn't talked to me since then. I don't know. I don't know why. He
2: probably can't pronounce your name correctly. Now that you knocked that out of his head.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so anyway, uh, I made light of that, but be very, very careful when you have the ax and, uh, you got to have a really good friend that'll, that'll feed the kindling to you. <laughs> yeah. And so just, just be careful. Okay. Well, that pretty much wraps up the first hour of today's homeowner radio so glad you were able to spend a little bit of time with us here i'm danny lifford along with my buddy joe truini thanks so much for being with us here on today's home homeowner radio we'll see you soon